Welcome to Relationship Resumes. I'm Christine. I'm Tammy. And today we're going to talk about probably the most awkward part of dating, at least for me. Everybody's least favorite, honestly. Maybe some people are really good at it. I'm I not. guess, I, yeah, I don't know. There are other things that people don't like, too. It is DTR. Yep. For those who don't know, DTR means to find the relationship. We've covered first dates. We've covered how to get dates. We've covered getting defining your type. We've covered... Basically just like the beginnings. Mm -hmm. So now we're covering this. Now we're getting into the relationship (laughs) stuff. Um, What was it that you were saying earlier about like know what you want going into it or something? Or you should already know uh, where you are in the relationship when you start your DTR or something. And it was like, no. That's how a lot of like the articles I read is like. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to imply that that's how you were feeling. But that's in the research. Yeah. In the research they say that. And I'm like. But that's the whole point, is just communicating about where you're at on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you should know where you are, but, like, how are you supposed to know where your partner's at already? Yeah, but like, if you... Yeah, if there's both no of point you, in having the conversation. If both of you already know where your relationship stands, then there's no reason to define it, because you, like, evidently something has happened that's already made that abundantly clear to both of you. Yeah. Or there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just... That astounds me. I, yeah. <laughs> The approach I kind of went for in my notes was like a who, when, where, why oh, okay. kind of approach. Okay. So that's like how I've done mine. Um, do you want to just... I, Go is for there it. a way? Okay. Uh, I, starting with when, uh, the internet told me that in the 2016 national survey that was done, I didn't look far enough to see who did it, but something like... The majority of Americans, you know, mm-hmm. said that you DTR on your four months, four months into dating. I hate the idea of putting a timeline on it. I know. I well, I was like, and I just like thought I would. And me. I just thought it would be funny. I was like, oh, like I'll just like see what people say about when you should DTR. And I was like, maybe it'll be something nice about like when your heart feels ready. And then it was like four months, and I was like, what? Can't, no. What? Like you can't put a time crunch on that, you know, and um. The lady who was writing the article that I read, she was like, but you can do it as soon as two months. And I was like, you can do it whenever the frick you want. I mean, I don't recommend doing it on like the first or second date. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, but absolutely. Like I've been in relationships where it's just like progressed a lot quicker than like some of my other relationships. And I've, and like, also I've been in a place in my when so we're talking about when i don't really have strong feelings like basically to me i don't i don't even think about doing a dtr until i'm like wow i would like to either end this relationship or move forward in it it's probably time to talk to my dating partner about that Um, you know i think cell phones have probably changed this a lot too because i was like you said something and i was like oh i said first or second date and i'm like yeah that makes sense but i'm like hmm but i have like like k I forced him to just text me for six weeks until right. we went on a date. So I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe if you talked a lot, but. Well, that's how yeah, Colin and I texted for a long time before we went on our first date because he worked nights and I worked day- like actual days. Mm. So four months is interesting though, because I was thinking about it today and me and C have been talking for four months and I was thinking about DTR. So that's like, true. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. That's really exciting that, uh, well, I guess it speaks to 
the accuracy of the American people if, in 2016. Yeah, in 2016. <laughs> if I bet like 2020s <laughs> like results are like whack though because Col- of the weird way tw- dating has been. Oh yeah, well Colin was just talking. We were just talking the other day at dinner. He was like, "Do you think divorce rates have gone up or down?" And I was like, "Down." Yes. <laughs> you know, like I I personally would just be inclined to think that they've gone down. I feel like Colin and I have had a great time in quarantine together. Except for at the beginning, a whole bunch of people got divorced. Like Mm -hmm. a ton. Because they were stuck together. And they can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. I think it was the China thing. I absolutely misspoke. I think relationship divorces have gone up. Oh, yes. My brain was like marital success has gone down. And that's what my brain was thinking. So that's why I said that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think divorce rates have gone. Like just skyrocketed. Just absolutely. Because so many people, their marriage only functions based on the fact that they almost never see each other or just around their like children's schedules well and now i i feel like even the smallest stress is just like blown out of proportion because we're all just constantly stressed Mm -hmm. so it's just like not good soil for a a relationship (laughs) absolutely i agree i agree i agree yeah so that's when that's when to dtr where you wrote where on there yeah uh well because i was doing like a who what when where why how we know i just never thought of a where we know who to dtr with like don't just i mean the internet says you can dtr with anyone because obviously you have relationships with lots of people but most of them you don't need to define oh like one that one article said you you need to dtr your friends and i'm like "Mm, do you (laughs) like are we work friends or are we just like real friends I feel like you, you can feel you that, can just though. tell yeah if it if anything to me a dtr with your friends would just be like hey this is a boundary of mine and like we need to be de- respecting it better or something yeah but we talked about that a lot last couple episodes mm-hmm. so so where uh the only reason i thought about where was because um something that used to come up a lot in when i when i was dating one of the many jakes i dated we're not going to use an abbreviation yeah. for that because it, literally probably half of the men i've dated have been named jake half of the men in america are named jake actually yeah so one of the many jakes i dated uh had a friend whose wife would only talk about hard things with him in the car so he couldn't leave because they were like driving no i hate you know and he was like that's a like don't ever do that to me and i was like why would i do that like i don't need to pigeonhole you or like corner you into having a conversation with me that's not like a successful start to a difficult conversation i can only think of like one time where i done something similar and it was like me and Kay would only have arguments in like in bed i would make us go to our room because i knew afterwards we were gonna both feel so crummy that we need to so you just go to yeah actually me and s did that too hmm. probably I, I don't i don't do fights well because I don't, I don't get mad mm-hmm. so i usually just need snuggles yeah anyway I'm just a big emotional baby. So, uh, so that was what started me thinking about like, where was that? Like, I do think placement is important because a lot of people would think, oh, well, I'll take him to a nice restaurant. But if you like, I feel like you shouldn't be somewhere where it's really noisy and you need to talk loud or like people are going to overhear you or you're going to be interrupted a lot, you know, but also probably relatively public so that if for some reason things escalate, there's still a level of like, decorum that is expected you know like they're not gonna lose their minds on you for some reason yeah that'd be weird yeah it'd be really weird if you're like dtring with someone and they're just like how could you possibly and just like yeah that really angry sense. that would be uncomfortable so that's where in my opinion i there's not a lot to be said on that i was just like 
public enough to keep you safe and both of you nice, but private enough to give you the space that you need to be like vulnerable. Yeah. So I feel like that's a problem, maybe a personal thing because like I don't like having serious conversations with other people around. I think it's probably an anxiety thing. I, I mean, that's reasonable. So public doesn't sound fun to me, but I usually, if I ever get to that point, I trust my partner enough and to know probably about mm-hmm. what the reaction is going to be, no matter what, how, like totally. which way the conversation goes. So I think the other part of it that I think about is like, uh, when I knew a DTR was, co- when I knew a DTR was coming in a relationship, I didn't want to have it in a place. Like I didn't want to meet them at their house or like meet, have them meet me at my house. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to, cause if I end up really sad, I don't want to have to have them drive me home. And it's just like weird. And I didn't necessarily want to like drive myself home or like be alone, you know, like just like those kinds of things. I, I would think about a lot. I have a weird thing about where I do things because I know that that memory is going to be associated with that location. So I don't like mm-hmm. to, yeah, like don't do this at home because now every time I see my front door, I think of that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that I makes mean, us so complicated. I mean, it, well, I, Colin and I used to talk about this a lot because one thing I think we've talked about before is you date enough guys and all you do it, all your experiences are with at least one guy you dated you know mm-hmm. and so then you're on a date with another guy and you don't want to tell them oh me and my ex-boyfriend used to blah 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 so you're just like my friend and I you know yep. and you just have like nebulous friends whatever and for me that kind of like disassociation has gotten really really easy especially after my my breakup with B because we were together for so long that there was literally no part of my life that he was not involved in Mm -hmm. you know and like my siblings children knew him personally you know and like he was really integrated into so many things that I was like I can't just let myself be sad like I can't be sad every like if I'm sad about everything I have a memory with him with then I will be sad existing that's like (laughs) you know so I got really good at just like compartmentalizing and being like I no longer associate this with this boy like it's just a, a thing I like or I don't like. Even, like, I mean, even if you're not, like, emotional, because me and Jay didn't have, like, an emotional thing. It, it wasn't emotional on my part because, I don't know, because I'm uh, heartless. <laughs> but I our, we have a family tradition where on Christmas Eve we go to the zoo, mm-hmm. and he had came, came with us, and it was, like, a very memorable one because my cousins were all, like, literally on him like hanging on to his every limbs the whole yeah. time we were there so now every time we go to the gym or like or the gym <laughs> every time <laughs> we go to the zoo or my cousins are like do you remember that do you remember that mm-hmm. and i'm like because it's yeah. a good experience for them and you're like yeah i just don't think about that i just i don't yeah yeah i'm not like necessarily sad but mm-hmm. that location it was a really big thing for me for a long time like my sisters my oldest sister's children are only a few years younger than me so like they were like friends with they're friends with me you know and so like by extension they've been friends with lots of my boyfriends Mm. and so then breakups would happen and they would still have like they would tell me like positive memories that they had with my boyfriend and I just remember having to tell myself like you can't not let them have this you know like just because you don't no longer no longer feel positively about them this like my niece and nephews like they still do feel positively about this person and that's okay you know Anyway, sorry. It was a rant. 
the oh i was gonna say something about where before you go to why yes okay um where means that you have to do it in person sorry guys yes oh my goodness that's just it it's just how it has to be Mm -hmm. i think with cell phones it makes it really easy to just be like hey what the heck but you probably should talk about it in person communication is so much easier and it just ends up better Mm -hmm. if you do it in person that was a big thing like more than once with b because we were together for so long there were several periods we had to like redefine our relationship you know yeah and every single time that he would initiate a dtr he would try to do it over like text and i would just call him and be like we can't do this over text like i'll meet you here or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and eventually i was like why do you always do this you know this is not okay to me and he was and he was always just like i can't like you are so and i mean part of it was gaslighting because he does that he did that i don't know if he still does that he probably does <laughs> and he, he would always be like you're too emotional i can't like look at you because because i mean i cry all the time like even if i'm angry or like frustrated i just like still cry you know so like usually dtr's are emotionally charged things for me and so i was usually really really emotional and he was like i can't do this if you're going to be emotional and i just remember always being like how could i not be emotional i feel like there's a way i've had emotional talks with people before mm. and there's a way to not like mm-hmm. well we, that's we have commute or we have conversations where we're like we're just not going to look at each other we can have this conversation i'm comfortable with that but I just can't look at you. Mm-hmm. And well, and okay. certainly, certainly the older I've got, I've gotten better at managing like vulnerability, vulnerable, vulnerability, vulnerability. I don't know. Whoa. And objectivity, you know, which is one of my hows, you know, is to try to figure out like that balance because you want to be vulnerable enough to be honest with your partner and to hopefully get what you want out of it. But you also want to be objective enough to like not feel defensive in the situation you know Mm -hmm. so why uh i get this i used to get this question i feel like a lot from men you know they'd be like why do we even need to talk about our relationship like things are good why go and like mess up a good thing i don't understand how i I mean they say dtr is not putting necessarily putting a title on it but like i don't understand how putting a title on it makes ruins a good thing i don't understand that either like i'm not asking i'm not usually i'm not asking for my partner to like change anything about the relationship i just want to make sure we're on the same page Mm -hmm. but so why it's important it's really important prime so the first thing that came to my mind is just like sexual and emotional health emotional health because it's important to know to have clear communication and to know where you guys like stand and if it's different then at least you know that Mm -hmm. you know and if it's the same then you feel even more secure and that's great and sexual health because like if they're still going out with other people presumably kissing or doing whatever else with other people there's a lot of precautions that would need to be in place that maybe wouldn't be even just like i think about like oral herpes you know just like cold sores you know and i've never had a cold sore and i would be so pissed if i if like we didn't talk about that and then he like and then i got a and then i got cold sores for the rest of my life I'd be angry. I'd be pretty mad too. I specifically, I'm like, oh yeah, yo, we can do. You've never had cold sore before. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I asked Colin that before I ever kissed him. Cause not that that's a deal breaker. We should probably mm-hmm. say that. But it, it's 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 well, nice. and like I've had boyfriends who have cold sores, and I'm like, sorry, I guess I'm not gonna kiss you for like three weeks until that heals up. Cause like I'm just not taking that risk. I've heard they're horrible. <laughs> they look so bad. Yeah, they look really emotionally. Really, really painful. I just can't deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. 
but so even barely deal with my mask knee but my point is even like just cold sores that's worth having a dtr because like Mm -hmm. because there's much worse at least you know what the risks are yeah cold sores is like literally the bottom of the risk totem pole (laughs) you never know yeah uh so that's important uh i also think it avoids like wasting time which we were talking about um if like a DTR doesn't have to be uh, all or nothing, you know, oh. and you were saying that uh, if you're if you have a DTR with someone and you're like, wow, I'm ready for more, and you're not, but I guess like we'll just keep going, you know, or whatever. I really don't think you should. In my heart, mm-hmm. if you're in different places, you either need to like figure out something that you both. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. The only time I have ever come to that place so when I was dating a uh, I had already decided when I was dating a that I was committed to dating like re- boys who shared my religious views mm-hmm. and my thing with dating boys who shared my religious views was that I was just feeling like I wasn't finding any of them who were like also attractive and like had motivation to have a career or literally anything productive with their lives so I met a and I was like wow you at least check most of these boxes you know Mm -hmm. and I remember having a DTR with him and I was like hey I like you and I like spending time with you and I'm willing to like consider making this more serious because I'm trying to like commit to myself to these goals that I have made and I remember being like so I'm ready what did I say I was like I'm looking to get married so if you're not looking to marry me just like let me know and I'm gonna find someone who will Mm -hmm. you know and he was like well I haven't even been thinking about getting married but I like you and I like will think about it Mm -hmm. and at the time I was like well fine I mean I'm not dating anyone else so I guess it's that's fine I guess we'll just keep dating until maybe I find someone else who wants to marry me and then I went with Colin the next week yeah, I was gonna say that wouldn't have gone well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would have gone a long time, but I, I came out of that DTR being like, well, okay, like, we'll just keep going out until I basically find something better, or you come to my level, mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna ignore the way I feel about this. That's the only situation where I can foresee that, because I do think it's important to give the person space to answer honestly, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, avoiding miscommunication or like unmet expectations which is my other thing about why dtrs are important Mm. we talk about communication constantly yeah we talk about it literally all the time but uh somebody who is big in the marriage world whose name i don't remember right now said that the uh number one cause of divorce is unmet expectations Hmm. because people are always like oh it's money or it's sex or it's whatever but, like, everything boils down to just not having your expectations met. And most people are unwilling to talk about them to ensure that they're met. Mm-hmm. But your partner is not a mind reader. Got to communicate. So you've got to communicate. And for me, probably the most motivating reason to DTR is just because even though it seems really, really anxiety. Well, I don't know if you always, like, had anxiety about them. I always was really... Yes, because I'm uh, I'm a woman and I don't do rejection well. <laughs> And I swear women, like, they want a relationship sooner than men. Almost always. Almost always, yeah. At least, you know, for me. Well, actually, no, I usually it's about 50-50. But, mm-hmm. like, 
but I don't take rejection well. Yeah. So it co- it does cause me anxiety. And there are people who are like, how do – there's lots of Pinterest, like, so many ways to make it stress-free. I'm like, not going to That doesn't happen. exist. Yeah. M- maybe people who don't have anxiety can, mm. but – maybe uh, maybe i don't know this isn't a podcast about people who don't have anxiety so <laughs> whoops sorry we don't care. <laughs> uh sorry but- you have a perfect lie <laughs> wow can't relate <laughs> what i what i was thinking about it though is it's kind of like when you have something so this is not a good comparison but it's a comparison that i thought about is like you know when you're a kid and you do you're like keeping a secret from your parents because you're afraid you're gonna get in trouble Mm-hmm. But then, and so everything seems absolutely horrible leading up, but, and you know, you have to tell them, but everything feels bad. What? I'm just thinking about the last thing I didn't tell my mom. Oh. I painted the laundry room, and then when she went in there, I just sprayed <laughs> past the laundry room so she couldn't see me. And then she was just like, Christine, get back here. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Did she like it? Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but the way she called my name, I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Tell my dog I love him. Also, my dad's gonna redo the whole laundry room. Anyway, this yeah. winter. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that kept you busy for an afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, so what I was saying. So you know, when you are keeping a secret from your parents, and everything leading up to them finding out is really, really anxiety-inducing because you're like, oh, I'm gonna be in trouble. They're gonna hate me. Da 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 da. But then literally, like, as so- I remember, as soon as I would tell my parents, like, even if I still was in trouble to an extent, it was so relieving just to at least have it everything out there in the open mm-hmm. and I feel like it's really similar with the DTR where it's like you have all of these feelings that make you want to have the DTR and I think it's got to be so relieving to just at least be able to say everything you're feeling mm-hmm. and just at least then you just know whether you guys feel the same or not you know I think it takes a second to get to that place where you can just be like okay I have to do this because mm-hmm. it's not it wasn't until like now as a 22 year old where I was like I want to say this thing I'm just gonna do it yeah what's gonna happen especially with relationships where it's like you know if I can't say this dumb thing or whatever that just I just want to say then they obviously can't put up with me oh so. absolutely but it takes this it took me a second to get there because I was like well I, it, but what if they just mm-hmm. I don't know I've told I think I've mentioned before my dad's thing about the worst thing they can say is no yeah probably you have but like I just don't know that took me so long to embrace mm-hmm. like literally still I think about that you know like I try to tell myself I'm like the worst thing they can say is no and if they say no does it really matter and like my heart of hearts is like absolutely <laughs> but it doesn't you know and I think like walking on eggshells like that in your relationship I'm like am I gonna always refrain from just like saying the dumb things that make me the person that I literally am or should I just embrace it now and just start saying the stupid shit I think do you know what is a good practice Hmm. for like you know just saying the things you want to say tell me talking to tinder boys you're never gonna see them if you don't want to you can say whatever you want that's true it is a really low risk experiment it's very freeing, though. Mm-hmm. You could say whatever you want, literally anything. I mean, you should still be nice, but... Well, yeah, but you could still say whatever. Yeah. Nobody's going to stop you. I just don't want to encourage if, people if, to, like, cyberbully or shit. But if they're being dicks, and you want to tell them they're being dicks, do it. It's a, it's definitely a good practice for that. For Stand up sure. for yourself. Yeah. I talked to a guy, maybe this is a bad time for this story, but 
I talked to a guy who was probably... Hopefully we'll have listener episodes for our next listener episodes. Or listener stories while our next listener episode. So we won't spend as much time on your Tinder. So by all means, tell the story. Wait, you finish and I'm going to find the screenshots. Oh, okay. Uh, that's my last thing in why, actually. Uh, however, one of the reasons I think people don't want to have DTRs is because they're worried that their partner doesn't want to define the relationship. But I think if your partner doesn't want to define the relationship, that's a red flag. (laughs) Because if they're just like not even willing to talk to you about where they're at emotionally, they're not willing even to have like a commitment to their own feelings, let alone yours, like run away. Just like they don't know themselves well enough to be in a relationship. Just like go, just go far away and never think about it again. I can't even remember why we brought this up. But uh, talking to Tinder boys is a good way to practice being like just, oh, just saying standing stuff up for you yourself think. or whatever. Mm-hmm. This guy uh, wanted to like call me. We just matched on Tinder, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like phone calls. It's it's an anxiety thing. I don't like it. Like oh, I would rather this guy. <laughs> I'd rather meet up and have that anxiety than to like make a. Fo- I don't know. I, I don't just trust do myself calls. more. You, you miss so many things over the phone in the same way that you miss so many things over texting. So, like, I trust myself so much more in a, in an in-person setting to be like, well, I gave that everything I could have in the moment. I think it's just because I'm bad at words. But if I'm on a date, I'm like, you're not even listening to me. Mm-hmm. You're probably, tender boys, you're probably just looking at the jug. So, I, I'm good. I can say whatever I want <laughs> without mm-hmm. messing up. Anyways, told him I hated phone calls. And he was like, how old are we, 15? And I was like okay what does that have to do with that obviously that's i would that's the nice way to say it Mm -hmm. but he was like hey that's what little kids do just text all day and this was it was freeing i just like said whatever i wanted to say and gave him hell because because that's absolutely uncalled for just because i didn't want to talk to him on the phone i don't talk to anybody on the phone Well, and you barely knew this guy i don't even talk to you on the phone that often i don't talk to most the only people i really talk to on the phone are like my parents you called me Colin. today just to figure out where I had parked so we could meet up. That well, yeah, it. but that was like a pre- high pressure situation. Like I was literally yeah. driving to your work, like she and you had already you were already at the restaurant. And that's that's all. Like we don't even call. So like, why would I call? Like have a stranger call me when I don't even talk to my best friend mm-hmm. on the phone? Right. Anyway, we send Snapchats to each other, but that's not the same. No, phone calls are completely. I can redo different. my Snapchat ten times. Yes, exactly. before I, I can think it. about every single word for ten minutes if I want. Right. And I can't do that on the. Nope, not even a little bit. Anyways, that was unrelated, but you could practice. Yeah. Are you going to say what you said to this guy or no? Oh, no. You don't have to. There's too many cuss words. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I just remember, the, like, I can't believe that that guy just felt that. And, like, what gives you the right to talk to another human being that way? Like, there are so many people in this world who don't like phone calls. And also, I don't think that makes them childish. Like, I don't. I don't remember making a lot of phone calls when I was 15 anyway. Mm-mm. <laughs> I did nope. a lot of texting. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned yeah. for future episodes for more screenshots. <sighs> DTR. So the big part is how, right? Because obviously I think that's what most people think about when they think about a DTR is how to do it. And for me, the biggest thing I had to like teach myself going into like a DTR is to actually think about whether or not this person was a good partner for 
me instead of going into the DTR thinking, how can I convince them to love me, you know, or to want to be with me? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not what a DTR is for. And if you have to convince them, yeah, maybe there are, there are other issues. <laughs> there was uh, an article that I saw just scrolling through mm-hmm. that was like how to convince him to DTR or whatever. And I was like, Blech. don't, literally don't. That's my thing about like if they, w- if they don't want to even talk about it, Stop. go okay. away. Just leave. It's like the if you, you have sh- to ask like yeah well thing i'm like you shouldn't have to coerce someone who cares about you into growing your your their relationship with you you know like that's that's not they have to want to be like if they don't want to you're gonna be miserable yeah if you it's like if it's pulling teeth every time you have to like assess the emotional uh quota of your relationship then you're gonna spend a lot of your you may as well go to dental school girl you're gonna be there for a while (laughs) okay <laughs> i thought that would be funny but i guess eh. i did I, anyway uh we already talked about vulnerability and objectivity um i do think you have to be like objective enough to like assess you know like is this truly what i want or do i just feel like i want it because i don't want to be alone or because everybody else says i want it or because this person seems like a good partner even though they're not a good partner for me you need like, to do i think there's a lot of steps before you even do it like this there was a whole list i did i made a whole list of like things that mean like you shouldn't do it or it's too soon or whatever and one of them was like you haven't talked about um your deal breakers Mm. i agree with that yeah because certainly while you're dtring isn't the time to be like by the way Here's all the things. I don't want to have kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> not, not a time. That's not going to make the conversation a successful one. Uh, and that's, I think that's one of the best things about like DTRs and about doing them in person and about relationships in general is like you have all the time in the world that you want to prepare every little piece of what you might want to say. I absolutely used to like make notes of points that I like wanted to bring up when I was preparing for a conversation like this with someone just because I was like I because I get really emotional I've already said this I get it really emotional and I get really overwhelmed and I um am inclined to forget what I want to say and what I'm actually like going into this conversation valuing so if I don't have if I didn't prepare beforehand and I don't have like a notes uh, page that tells me oh yeah this is this is why I'm here mm-hmm. then it's so easy to either not get what you want out of it well that's it's easy to not get what you want out of it and just like give into them or whatever or just not have the conversation do you, I wanted to go through this list go through the list yes I was like wait a second <laughs> we were going somewhere about that yeah so the first one they like this one specific list said was like time whatever one said you probably shouldn't if you don't have you don't like have a lot of physical touch which i don't like i'm the person obviously it's like that's not necessary but for some people it might be what what do you mean you shouldn't like you shouldn't have a dtr if you guys don't physically touch yeah like maybe if like i i it it was just like a bunch of bullet points so yeah they didn't explain but Mm -hmm. like I, I mean, if you're a touchy person and this person's not, you're not touching. I maybe. guess, like, that is kind of a relationship milestone, though, 
mm-hmm. when you are like comfortable with touch with each other. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the next was you'd rather be with your friends mm, or anywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of my bosses is trying to date right now and regularly she's like, should I even go on this date? I'd rather be at home, not wearing pants, drinking a glass of wine. And I'm like, uh, I think it's different when you're like, I mean, if she's like has a boyfriend, she's like, or someone she's talking to and she's like, I don't know if I want to, but nobody wants to go on first dates so, mm-hmm. or second. Date. That's, They're that's valid. But if you're trying to, if you're trying to think about like, oh, uh, maybe I should talk about my place, like the status of this relationship with this person. And you're like, mm, I'd yeah. rather just be anywhere else. It's like, well, <laughs> maybe don't be with that person. Mm-mm. I mean, like, and I, I don't think it's like a blanket statement because like sometimes you want just need to be with your friends. Yeah. So it's not like at a least in that thing, moment. But it's, it's, a, like it's a general statement. If you feel like that in that moment, absolutely don't have the DTR. And if you feel like that all the time, don't be in a relationship with them. But it's okay and it's good to spend time with your friends rather than yes. your significant other. Absolutely. Today, Colin asked me to go to lunch, actually, when I came home. And I was like, I already made plans with Christine. And Aww. he was like, that's cool. But Colin and I go to lunch all the time. So it's fine. It literally doesn't matter. You shouldn't DTR if there's a lack of communication. Considering DTR what? is basically just communication. That's I feel like amazing. it's pretty obvious. I also think you shouldn't DTR if there's going to be a lot of distractions. That's like a big, if you're going to be in a really busy place or a really loud place. Or if that person, like, I, uh, I remember one time, actually two times, one time, I had a, bar- a boyfriend who was trying to DTR with me and I was on call at work and I got a call in the middle of it and it totally put me in the wrong headspace. And then mm-hmm. he was still trying to have the conversation with me. And I was like, I can't I do this. Those. Like I, all of my emotions, it's like gone. I just like threw, I just threw that away, you know? And then also I have been really emotionally distraught with someone. and been like, I need to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. And I've dated boys who are like, I, am doing i have like a 10 page paper that's due at midnight you know Mm. and i have had to be like i need to give them i need to wait until they're in the correct emotional headspace or this is going to be zero percent productive yeah it's a time thing uh doubts if you have any doubts maybe now is not the time to dtr well oh yeah like if you don't know what you want (laughs) Well, I mean, I like, don't know if it's like what you want, but if you're having doubts on whether the relationship is going to work, like if you do DTR, it goes well and you're like, oh, but is this even But did last? I actually even want it? That's like <laughs> you and I were talking before this about um, me and Kay. Oh, that's a second K. That's scary. Uh, oh, a, a different friend. Yeah. A different, not horrible. Not K. the most recent K. No. Should we do like last initials? Is that weird? Well, he's a T then. Cool. That's anyway, true. So. No, I mean, a, like, a should we do point. both initials? That's what I meant. So it would oh. be like K-A and K-T. So we're talking about K-T? Yeah. Katie. <laughs> Katie, Katie, Katie. <laughs> hey, girl. This <laughs> boss Katie. Not no. <laughs> This specific human. Uh, we were talking about... I lost it. I have no idea what we're talking about. We were now. talking before we started recording about K. Uh, we were talking no, about why, if you have why doubts. Were we talking about? Oh, um, because and I if was, you get in a relationship, you don't even want it. Yeah, if you're having doubts, don't do it. I was talking to this guy, and I was like, "Uh, I don't know if this will even work because we're really different people." And 
you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and then surprise, surprise, <laughs> you were really different people, and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know that it didn't work because it's still going, but I was just like, mm, maybe oh. now's not the time to start this. Like, I was maybe thinking I of a different T. I forgot his last name starts with T. <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually stare at the ground for a couple seconds after you say things, and I'm like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is an adjustment. Just trying to be nice to men. Mm-hmm. Rip. Um, but I'm just like, well, maybe maybe we get to know each other a little bit more before we even think about mm-hmm. going. Well, you literally out. haven't even... You, we haven't. It's done, still we, in the talking phases, so like, yeah. We I just, think I, I think your mind is just it. like eight hundred miles ahead because you are that kind of person, mm-hmm. you know. Which is okay, but you have to be realistic with yourself about like maybe you don't need to worry about that right now. And the next one, you, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, how they affect your self confidence. I didn't Oof. think of that one, but I didn't either. I, I can't think of a negative experience where I've had. I mean, only in my generally negative relationships could I think of a negative experience yeah. for that. I think about, I, I have had more than one relationship where I've gone into it. Like they've been like, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe this and this and this. And I just have like a base, like borderline, like pathological need <laughs> to be wanted. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's fine. I don't need that. You can be, emotionally abusive to me whatever i just want you to want me and then i end up miserable because then they are like i feel like that's a young girl thing absolutely we just don't know better and then i feel yeah like- see so so think about this ladies when you think about like wow i want to take this to the next step with him think about it a little more and then be like actually does he make me feel like a trash can Cause, yeah because because if he does then just don't even if you're just like mediocre like yeah I want to be, like, the best part of your whole friggin' life. Well, I I go back to my thing about I don't know if a relationship is ever better than when it's in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel better about this person. Like, uh, what is the word I want? Unconditionally better, at least, you know, because obviously I feel better about Colin now than I did when I first started dating him. Yeah. But there's such a high when you first start dating that if even in that stage – you just feel mediocre. It's not going to get better. It's, pro- it's not going to get better. It's not going to. There's not even a probably. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's no way. It's not worth your time, sis. And then the last point that I had was uh, you weren't talking about the future. I think that mm. went along with deal breakers where it's like if you haven't talked about having kids or what you're going to be like, or, you know, mm-hmm. life in the future, it's probably not time to jump into a relationship that could last forever. Totally. I think that goes along with what I was saying about, like, if they don't want to define the relationship. Like, if they're not talking about a future with you, if they're not uh, thinking about their future, if they're not, like, if they don't have goals or if they, you guys if you guys don't even talk about what your futures might look like, they're just like, let's just be in the moment. Like, no. Nope. If it's not on the table now, just, like, don't put it on the table. Just, like, leave it. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention when you said, when you did your when, was... You shouldn't DTR in a, like, emotionally stressful situations or, like, high sh- yeah. emotions, such stretch situations, goodness. Mm-hmm. Even no, like, the sadness, just like, what is this? Or mm-hmm. arguments, or just, just don't do it. Just wait. Yeah. I often run into that where I'm like, I'm going to feel so bad if I don't bring this up right now. 
And then I'm like, well, but I already feel bad. Do I need to feel worse about bringing it up at a bad time? Or should I just feel bad right now and then hopefully bring it up at a better time when my partner can actually support me in this and I, I don't need, I can respond more objectively rather than just emotionally, you know? Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's it's, really hard for me. Yeah. But it's still important. And I work on it. <laughs> Always working. Everybody. Oh, oh, uh, the biggest, the, so one of the last things that I have kind of to bring up, um, that's like complex for me. And we've kind of touched on it like a couple of times, I guess, but is like when you're, when you're DTRing, it's important to kind of like have patience, you know, both with yourself and your partner, because like if you're the one initiating the DTR, you have to give your partner the space to think about things and to respond honestly to you. And sometimes that means that it's not going to happen in that exact conversation and that needs to be okay. But I also think one thing that I think about a lot when I think about bringing up difficult conversations with a partner is like, you know, in school when the teacher asks like a hard question and it's just like silent in the classroom and like it seems like nobody's going to answer and everybody starts to get uncomfortable and some teachers will just like put in with whatever they have planned like their own personal experience with the question Mm -hmm. and but like some really experienced teachers are just like I'll I'll wait wait. (laughs) you know and then eventually somebody does it you know and I think about that you know because I think I in those those experiences where I'm more inclined to be already like overwhelmed and emotional if I bring something up and there's even like a beat of silence I'm like but it's fine I don't know it is okay you don't have to help me right now you know whereas like if I get myself to just take a few breaths and let it be quiet for a little bit and give this person the space that they need to have their own thoughts especially since like if they have no idea this is coming up I this is my least favorite part of just like socializing is like I didn't have time to think about that Mm-hmm. And people expect we're like we're a now now now. Society. Especially if you've been putting if you've like if you've put in the preparation beforehand, you've already thought about what you want to say. Like your words are flawless, and theirs are li- literally just like. And their brain is like error, right mayday, abandon ship, like freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So that's important and hard, but patience does not mean like allowing yourself to be like dragged along either you know if they're like i just not right now or whatever like even if you if you're like hey i would really like to talk about some things oh because how you initiate a dtr is also important Mm -hmm. the generic line of we need to talk not a good one don't use it i'll cry (laughs) i won't cry but i'll obsessively overthink about it and it will distract me at work and i work in a place where i shouldn't be distracted i just like have panic attacks Mm -hmm. that's all um but, you know, just saying, just like, be, I think, you know, just like, hey, when you have a second, like, I have been thinking about some things and I want to get your input, you know. Oh. Or, oh. That chart. Oh. That chart. That, that like, chart. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we found, a like, little, a script. There's a little chart on Pinterest and it's, like, what to say. And it is literally, like, what to say word for word. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, do you want me to read some of them? Go for it. Okay. Uh. Here's the first one is what to say. It says, try something like, I was asked out by this guy I met and turned him down because I wasn't sure about what's going, uh, what we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what oh, do you which think I, I have done. Mm-hmm. Or my friend asked if I'd be spending the weekend with my boyfriend. That made me wonder what am I to you? Oh, wow. These uh, are good. That's definitely, I did the first one to Colin because I was dating A. Oh, yeah. Um, and A asked me out and I was like, I'm in a weird place because I have been dating this guy for a while. We are not exclusive. I've been going on dates with you. We're not exclusive. But you, meaning like Colin, I was like, you're taking things a lot more seriously than he is. And I don't want you to feel upset, but I want to be honest with you and tell you I'm going on dates with other guys. Do you want me to stop doing that? Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, yes. <laughs> the next one is very just blunt. Like, what are your thoughts of being on being exclusive? Mm. Which is uh, totally, like, I feel like that's the way. I, I just, like, throw things out there. Oh, like, that's definitely how all the time. Even, like, to Colin now, I'm like, how do you feel about living in a treehouse? <laughs> this says, I like you a lot. I'm getting too attached to keep seeing you on a casual basis. How do you feel? I I, I like that one a lot. Actually. I also like that one. And it says, finish by saying, I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. I mm-hmm. agree with that. I also, I mean, that's how I do everything. Even, in, like, that's... uh. I kind of follow up a lot of, cause I like to practice, practice active listening. So, um, one of the tactics of active listening is when you like parrot back what the person has said to you as like a summary and you say like, does that sound right? You know? So when Colin and I are having a conversation and it's important, I will usually say whatever I'm thinking that I think we're on the same page about, or I think we're disagree. you know, like I always have to take a second and try to like summarize the conversation to this point or the relationship to this point and then say, I want to be on the same page, you know, or I'm trying to understand how you're feeling. I don't see how that could ever work negatively (laughs) for you. Um, uh, just for like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is a, a like dating on purpose. That's where I came from. Oh, okay, Just, yeah. Th- this isn't my work. I'm reading somebody else's work. Yeah, we cite our sources. <laughs> Not in AP format, but... Me- <laughs> mediocre at this, <laughs> and I want to get better. Oh, I was going to tell you. Uh-huh. This isn't DTR specifically. Okay. But, it, I mean, we just talked about the similar situation. But with Kay... I, if we had something big we needed to talk about, sometimes I would text him at work, which wasn't a big deal for him because he was just working in the shop. It's not like he had to mm-hmm. have a pretty face and he could worry. He's just chilling. Um, but I would text him and be like, hey, tonight I want to make sure we make time to talk about this. Yeah. Like, and tell him. Then he has his time, his time to put his thoughts together. And mm-hmm. I did too. And and I mean, I've absolutely done it. Uh, I had that list of like 70 whatever questions, you know, and not all of those were like first date questions. Some of those were like bigger things, you know, like um, one thing that I think about a lot is about like how much of life do you think is like predetermined or like like how much do you believe in destiny and things like that. And something I would do a lot when I was dating and I still do it, but like I have less of these questions cause I'm just married and we talk about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just text them and be like, Hey, I want to get your take on this thing. And I would send them the question and I'm like, it doesn't have to be right now, but I'd love it if you'd spend some time thinking about it and we could talk about it later. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I think bringing things up in such a low risk fashion 
Well, I just like to. And then time. you feel great too later. Like then someone's like, hey, Rola, you asked me about this and I did spend that time thinking about it. And here's my answer. And then you feel so good. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, I mean so much to you. This is so nice. Well, I feel like less of a jerk too because I'm like, and you know that their answer is like, what they want to say like, they spent 10 minutes on every word later yeah and there's no later like that's not what i meant to say like yeah exactly Ooh. which I, yeah i <laughs> in my experience men are great at that <laughs> so it gives them time to figure out what they actually want to say mm-hmm. i wouldn't do this for dtr though probably I, not no. because i feel like you you're can, just inviting but the this text is good about message. like this is good yeah yeah just yeah if you're just like hey uh if you can text and be like I need some time for, like, us privately or personally. Yeah. Like, what's your schedule like or whatever. Yeah, because it's important to set up the time, but. Mm-hmm. Well, and it helps to get them in, like, a headspace of, like, we're not going to be, like, we're not, the t- tonight's date night isn't going to be just, like, Netflix and chill, you know? Like, we're mm-hmm. going to, like, it's going to be a little bit emotion more, more, like, at least more emotionally invested, even, no matter what the conversation is. Yeah. Just because it's going to be conversation. Yeah. Um, you probably should talk on all of your date nights. I mean, once you're in a relationship, it kind of feels like you don't need to as much, but it's important. Communicate still, even if yeah. it's not, like, verbal. Hmm. Even verbal probably verbal is important. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's, it's true. It is, yes. I mean, wh- me and Kay's date nights, like, even the ones where we, we talk about... Excuse this. Excuse me. <laughs> you hiccup too? No. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just talking well, about you that. and all the personalities your dad says you have. Yeah. That, uh, sorry. Um, even when Kay and I would go and get pizza and do a movie, I would still make him drive to go get pizza with me. Like, it, I worked in town and he worked outside of town where we lived, mm-hmm. but I would drive home still and come pick him up immediately after work. So that we had that time to talk, even though we mm-hmm. were just going to go home and watch a movie. Yeah. I like that. I think that's good. I, I mean, it seems important. like a pain, but mm-hmm. it was worth it. And I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, you're going anywhere. I'm coming because I don't yeah. want to be home. Yeah. And well, I just kind of assume all people are like that. Yeah. We're very much like grocery store friends where, where you're just like, I'm going to go like to the store. Do you just like want to come? And I was like, yes, absolutely. A thousand times. Well, especially where Kay and I lived in the, what felt like the middle of nowhere, but it took... It 10, took a 20 while minutes to get anywhere, which to we're to not used a grocery to at store. All. Then it was like, well, you're going to be gone for at least an hour, and I'm not sitting home alone. Yeah, we grew up like a walking distance from Walmart, so yeah, that's not the same. It was a big change. Yep. That's like my, that's a lot of my stuff. I'm trying to think. The only, oh, the only other thing I had to say about like patience and all of that is like in this idea of like silence is your friend and it's okay don't like work against yourself in the conversation like I it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be hard but you've spent all this time preparing emotionally and mentally for like what your goals are for this conversation so like commit to those and be honest with yourself and your partner because otherwise why are you even having a conversation Mm -hmm. like don't be your own enemy friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, just like at least if there's only one person you can work for, work for yourself. <laughs> so that's a lot of that. Yeah. This comes out next week, which is the week before Thanksgiving. Yep. Which, so the week of Thanksgiving, do you want to get like a preview for what we're going to talk about? We've never planned this far ahead before. 
Well, usually I I know what we're doing. And yeah, we but usually, you pick all the episodes, so yeah, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> usually, I I pick it. I know like what we're doing for the next couple, and then we casually talk about like a little bit, like bring about it other up, things, yeah. Like we did with the five love languages, like the episode before, we talked a little bit about that, and then we did a whole episode. So yeah. usually we do this anyway, like. If you know what's next and you listen to the episode, you're like, oh, yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. So, but this time we didn't usually, we didn't actually at all. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Which ne- we probably should have now that I think about it because I, so our next episode is meeting the family. Yep. I don't know. Sorry. No, that's okay. Thunder. That's fine. But for me, if I, I usually meet people before I'm in relationships with them. I, I meet yeah, families. I've often <laughs> met families before. They're just like, hey, this is my, and then there's like six beats of silence, and they're like, friend, and I'm like, oh, wow, we should probably talk about that. Um, probably should have talked about that before your mom had to learn my name. <laughs> Didn't mean to waste your mom's time. But uh, I, I, we all know I have problems with family, so maybe that's something to Do consider. Do we know that? I guess we've kind of talked about. We've that. talked about Kay's mom. That's true. And how I have. She has problems with family. She has with problems with moms and sisters and sisters. Family. She has problems with other women. I have problems with uh, humans with vaginas. That's true. Did I say women with people? Humans. Humans. I mean, maybe not all of them, I guess. Now we have... Uh, she has problems with humans with vaginas who are related to her boyfriend. This is really confusing. <laughs> this is getting I, complex. I just have problems. Anyway. I have problems with family, basically. Um, it's, it's, it's probably kind of important to DTR before you meet the family. That's why we're doing... Mm, I say the opposite. Really? I, I don't want to define the relationship before I meet the family because if they hate me, I'm not doing that again. I've oh. had way too many bad experiences where I'm like, yeah, this is I guess, trash. I don't want to be abused by another mom. Yeah, I guess I have like a double standard of it where I'm like, I don't want to bring you to meet my family until you're my partner. But I absolutely want to meet every single person in your family to make sure that I like them first. <laughs> I feel like it's something I would do right before I DTR. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's meet the family because if we don't get along, it's going to cause problems, like mm-hmm. huge problems in your relationships. And I'll, I mean, I feel like the first time you meet anybody, like moms are like, wow, they're the best. I love them so much. And then the next time is when they casually just have a problem with you. Mm. But I don't That's I don't where know. I stand. My parents, my thing's not with like the other adults, though. Like my concern goes back to like my siblings, children, you know. And I had a really hard time after B and I broke up for a number of reasons regarding children, some of which we've already discussed. But, like, the other thing was, like, the small children in my family, like, my brother's daughter, like, B was literally there, like, like, before she was born. So, like, her whole life, she had, like, grown up knowing him and he was basically part of the family. Mm -hmm. And then he was just, like, gone one day. And she used to, like cry about it Hmm. and she'd be like why don't you bring him over anymore does he not love me you know like all of these things and I was like I never want to put another child through this ever that sounds horrible to me you know so I was like I'll need to bring boys around that aren't gonna like at least be around for a little while yeah I don't know I guess it depends because I can't so maybe decide whether or not that's important to you it probably depends a lot on your past because Tammy hasn't had a lot of past of uh, of super negative relationships with in laws or yeah. pre in laws. Just casually being abused, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's 
it's whatever. It's whatever. It's yes. not whatever, but it's whatever right now for us. So maybe maybe it's a decision you need to make. Well, obviously, everything is a decision you need to make. We can't make that for you. We're just trying to bring up things for you to think about, I guess, because obviously we're not experts. But. This is this is this is my thing. That is Tammy's thing. Now you get to figure out. We're just trying to bring up a few perspectives, and you get to take what works for you and leave what doesn't. <laughs> mm. Alrighty, friends. Well. See ya. Love you. Follow us on social media. Oh, do that. <laughs> Tammy always has to remind me. Yes. Uh, so Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. If you have content you want to see on TikTok, I can try and make it. If you want, let me know. I thought about a TikTok I was going to make earlier this week and then I got scared and I didn't make it. You know, I'm getting to a point where t- with TikTok that I'm like, why not? I'll just share whatever I want. Mm. I don't know. I And then I like make the video and I'm like, why did I do this? I haven't slept in 20 hours. I look like trash. <laughs> throw it, nope, throw in the you garbage. You never look like trash. I disagree. Uh, but, so if you guys have content, podcast pon- to- po- <laughs> podcast content or TikTok content, whatever you want to see, email us at... Reach uh, out to us in some fashion at the very least, even if you don't want to construct an email. be easiest I'm, if you emailed us, but... I, d- I don't feel like you need to construct an email with us if you want to word it like a text where it's like just the letter Y and then the letter U and that's uh, the, your question. How you, I don't care. <laughs> why you? Why? You don't want you don't have to spell out why you It doesn't have to be yeah. a big thing. Yep. That's true. If you know us and you want to text us, Great. I'm not going to complain. We want to hear your listener stories. Yeah. Oh, I didn't plug the email. It's relationship, relationship resumes podcast at Gmail. So, jinx. Jinx. That's been like our whole episode. That's like the third or fourth time. Yeah. Well, I was the first one to jinx all of them, so. Wow. I owe you so many soda pops. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What? Didn't you have to do that? Like, I don't know. No, that's only if we both say jinx, huh? Oh, yeah. Then I have to count to ten really fast. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so follow us. Let us know anything yeah just just pop over and say hi we just like to we we I haven't just got say, an email that wasn't from anchor yet yeah. on our podcast and honestly email. i'm tired of hearing it from anchor <laughs> yeah, a little bit we, I was, we appreciate them so much though they they're so great we do appreciate them but like it gets overwhelming when you're starting a podcast how many things anchor needs to be involved in yeah i mean how many things there are in general podcast, but so. like yeah anyways we appreciate them this yeah. is obviously not an ad for them though we're not there yet. That's fine. Anyway. Uh, but but uh, I would just love to, like, we would just love to even know who was listening because I was just saying to Christine, like, I could, I only know of two people who consistently listen, but there are significantly more than two yeah. who are listening. Not significant. We're, I think we're at, like, a sturdy 20 listeners. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's literally okay. 10 times two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So hit us up. Yep. See y'all. See you guys.